back to another episode of The Dusty Road. I noticed my voice has been quiet lately, so I'm going to try another headset. Uh, it seems like it's not doing too bad so far. I've been experimenting with voice recordings and making recordings of the town. I noticed that I have to be fairly right up somebody's nose to record decent voice. And if I put the phone down on top of a washer, I can record the washer pretty well, so we'll try that. I'm looking for interesting noises like machines and clinics and tornado sirens, other things. With any luck, maybe I can find some recordings on the internet and try to patch those together with the show. Okay, now then, you've got your feet a little dusty and the water has drained away from the road. We've had a fairly dry Labor Day weekend here. Hopefully all of you enjoy this weekend very well. I don't know if they have Labor Day in all countries, or I don't even know who is listening to this podcast. Maybe they are. Anyway, to look and see what we find on the dusty road today, let's get to the notes from the road portion of the podcast. In this episode, we discussed the new developments. Uh, we did have Roscoe Tiller flying his plane around, and we noted that scientists have noted a dent in Earth's magnetic field. This is very interesting because it happens the week after Roscoe Tiller detected a disturbance in the magnetic field beneath the dusty road, and also. The ghost James Wilder has discussed water flowing through the dusty roads, groundwater, and making the sand move down there in the bedrock. So that's been an interesting thing for us. Mom, you two okay? You can leave it on regular TV if you want, or I don't know what you're going to do next. So. so we're watching out for more sinkholes to come on the dusty road. I do notice that they have finished construction on the golf course. We're going to go through a tour of that next week. And we're going to play a few rounds of golf with some special guest stars. Anyway, we have a name for the teenager and her mother. The mother is called Starla. She has never been married, so there won't be any mention of a husband for her. Perhaps she'll talk about what male was involved in that. And the teenager we're going to call Dawn. I decided to change that name. Dawn is 15 years old and about 3-4 months pregnant. Who knows what's going on with that. There will be more to discuss later. The teen episode, Teen 1, was the last mention of her. That's an introduction to her. Dawn is talking to Melissa Clark, telling her all about it. Now, in Melissa's side... That conversation, Melissa said she has been trying to run away and was brought back to the dusty road after a fire. And she thought the ghost that was near her was scary and the zombies outside the village were bad. Uh, There was some discussion of the red-eyed creatures with the gold fingernails, but Melissa cannot identify them yet. Since the creatures have fangs, some people have been asking me what those are, and I was saying I don't know yet. We'll have to reveal that later. 
Melissa thought her story was pretty bad and sc scary. But of course, what we have is Dawn saying she grew up in New York City. She had adults and teens all around her of all kinds, just crowds of people in a large school. Something that Melissa does not know yet. Dawn described how she had an affair with another student and got in trouble with him. She didn't know until weeks after the breakup that Dawn got pregnant. And now Dawn's stuck in this poor place. She can't have easy access to a doctor. Her mom does not have money to pay for insurance. And Dawn doesn't know where to turn to. Of course that means Dawn's pretty much stuck with having the baby. And this has frightened Melissa into just grabbing onto her phone and squeezing it to death. I don't know, the phone is still working. But Dawn wants to help her new friend and doesn't know how. She's never dealt with a situation like this. They're only one year apart in age where Melissa is 14 and Dawn is 15. But this is a very different life. It's like country mouse, city mouse. So Dawn has a lot of frustration and anger in her voice. She doesn't know what to do about moving. She doesn't know what to do about boys. And Melissa's really now her earbox to hear what Dawn is talking about. It is interesting to hear this uh, conversation between them. Of course, we have other people talking about what's going on where James has been talking to Noma. They used to be husband and wife until death do you part, of course. And we learned a lot about science from James Wilder. James is also meeting with Roscoe Tiller to discuss magnetic measurements. Maybe it turned upside down. Instead of measuring the ground, the magnetic instrument should be pointed towards the atmosphere and to measure the magnetic potential of the Earth's uh, magnetic field. James wants to know more about that. Also, they are measuring this moving rainbow crosshatch over the village and to see if it occurs anywhere else on Earth. Clearly, the northern lights are acting up right now, and people are curious what kind of problem we have with Earth's magnetic field. That has a bearing on my story. We're going to see if there is more stories to hear about that. And the next update we have is... Little Bruce Wilder has been doing well on the school bus with the teenagers in this case. So far, we have Dawn, Bruce, and Melissa riding to schools together. They go off to a central school that is located in the center of this county and has a lot more to do with other kids in the city. There's just very little of them around. And we're watching out for Arthur McCoy. He's been seen talking to James Wilder recently. He still has that missing finger. That's the neat thing about him. We haven't heard any word from Renee lately. Arthur McCoy's been trying to provide moonshine to Dell, but Cindy's aware of that and wants nothing to do with it. Another person talking to Cindy lately has been Karen, the red-headed ghost. 
And while we've been seeing a scene where Dell sneaks off to talk to the Moonshiner, we do know that Arthur has been acting very formal and polite, trying to provide free samples to get Dell hooked and then sell to him. Karen does not want Dell back on the alcohol, and Karen is making sure that Dell knows that. He has seen a very pale ghost with yellow eyes near him, and the ghost has been solidifying into Karen. She's been whispering things like, I died because of this stuff. I do not want you going down that path, trying to get Dell to clean up. The thing is, Karen is trying to scare Dell to go straight, and so far Dell hasn't picked up on that yet. She even reached out and grabbed his left wrist once and squeezed it with a cold hand. It felt like the cold clamminess of death. And she keeps saying, Dell, Dell, stop now. But Dell isn't sure why. One time she even picked up her leg and her skirt and showed the bruises on the back of her leg where she had needles going in. And she tells Dell not to go out and get involved in moonshine and marijuana. It looks like there won't be any real McCoy for Dell anytime soon. Anyway, Cindy is talking to Karen, explaining what Dell is up to, saying Dell had already been alcoholic for a while and his poor life had caused Cindy to get divorced. Cindy is talking to Starla as well, trying to find out about Starla and her daughter. They're new to town and a matter of curiosity for all people. There is word of a new woman in the village that we haven't seen yet. And this woman is something that concerns the ghosts greatly. Because we've had some people like James and Karen sneaking around this new woman who has these silver pants on and this black top that's sleeveless. And, well, I guess some people would say she's rather well built. But the ghost can tell you there's something that is not human about her. I do notice when she walks down the street, she walks the entire road regardless of whether she shows up in the pub or not. And the men of the village seem drawn to her like they have no control over it. It's like if you're inside, you go out and stand on your porch. If you're working out in your yard, you turn and stare at her. And they can see something like a funny color to her eyes. Sometimes the new woman wears sunglasses to hide her eyes. Sometimes she stares right at them. People say it's an effect like pheromones or something. You can't get away from it. I have a good story for this one already. I have a song picked out. There is something going to happen. So don't worry about that. Anyway, with the lake back in view from its other dimension, we have seen the ghost of Carol, Jane, Susan, and Ralph nearby. So we're going to look out for them. There was a fifth name on that. I don't see on the list right now. Anyway, the moonshiner Arthur has been seen talking to old Jimmy and discussing Jimmy's former activities when he was alive. Hey, Dave. Here. 
can lay down if you want to. This is a good podcast so far. Dave is up on the bed now. She's sitting on my legs. Remember, we discussed Dave coming to see me several times. And now that I'm speaking, she's back up here again. Dave, is this a habit we'll be doing? You like to participate in podcasts? You know I can't record you while I'm talking right now. But we'll be glad to get the cell phone out of the bag somewhere. I'm sure it's in the blue bag in the house. That's a cup of apple juice. I've got a turkey sandwich over here that I'm not going to eat right now. You get up and check my food every day, don't you? Let's see. So far, I've reported on just about everybody. Noma, or Naomi Wilder, has been seen at lunch, holding lunch meetings with the town about planning for her campaign and for the zombie defense. It is important to note that zombies have been very rare lately. The townsfolk think they shot most of them. There has also been reports that coyotes are eating them. And the meat markets out on the, de out on the state road have been getting very rare lately. Apparently they're running out of supplies. And Dave has jumped back over to her box. She came up to see me check my supper, and then goes back over there. So the thing is, we've heard some sounds of screaming and fighting out of sight of the village, maybe in the forest. What we think is those red-eyed creatures are encountering the rest of the zombies and some coyotes, and maybe one creature or the other is biting the... <laughs> coyotes and zombies and we don't know who is biting the strange creatures so far Jacob has been pretty doing pretty good on an internet website job he's not doing much I think I'll just give a basic name to snap boom like the mistress she likes to act like a Southern Bell type of creature, someone from the 19th century, but I believe this one also is not human. I've got to get a family for Henry Dixon. He lives here. He needs parents here. He doesn't just live on his own. Uh, the stories to watch for, I would be concerned about these seeds that they're now saying are just Chinese on back order. I don't believe that story yet. If we get any more nice Twilight Zone stories from real life, we'll be sure to mention something. <laughs> right now, I'm going out on a limb and say drug-resistant bacteria. We'll see what pops up. And if you see another sinkhole story, you know where it happened. It happened right here on the dusty road. I've got to look back and see what the township trustee's name is. It's not in my files. The Border Collie will keep on going. I'd like to see this dog last a long time, so I don't think anything's going to happen. We did review stories of real life where a Border Collie barked to silence coyotes and did a good job with that. So this is a definite possibility. We also noticed a black lab that was scared of coyotes and ran inside. 
So there's different possibilities that can happen on the dusty road. I'm going to start listing celebrities for the golf course. Of course, you can predict most of these celebrities will be ghosts. Something that's not human. I think we do have to notice fireworks being set off on Labor Day this time. It's not a normal custom in America. But on the dusty road, we're celebrating uh, rarity or end of zombies. Noma has already planned to have the concrete wall torn down. There is construction showing up, and they're bringing in a... I think it's like a backhoe. It has the claw on it, and is tearing down the bricks one at a time. So we're going to get rid of that sand and concrete blocks, maybe build something else. The township trustee has been heard screaming around in his house. Apparently quite angry. And he has been seen arguing with Karen. Both of them getting eyes glowing and getting rather frustrated at each other. Of course, the township trustee thinks it's unfair that the town abandoned him to his fate. And Karen said it's unfair that the trustee prevented ambulances from getting to her house while she was dying. So there is a fight going on there. At the same time, there has been seen at all of these people going to Noma's pub, or whoever's pub that is, we're going to come up with the pub owner, wearing the Turkish amulets, the evil eyes. And Noma has asked everyone in town to keep wearing those things in case Snap Boom steps out of her house. The mistress has not been seen to step out of the no-go house yet, but the mistress is a danger to them. And she wants anything to do with electricity to stop them. I was thinking of the name Faraday because a Faraday cage will stop all electromagnetic signals and all electricity. That doesn't go inside the Faraday cage. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of paranormal podcasts on a paranormal app lately. We're having fun with that. If you see anything wrong with electronics in this village, such as Dell's clock going nuts and the cell phones that Melissa and Dawn have not receiving signals, this is probably due to either aliens or due to the mistress. She's in charge of electricity here. I did notice arcing and buzzing, the creasing in outside lights, and occasionally electronic their electricity snapping off and then being fixed later on the dusty road. We've even noticed stoplights blinking out and going completely dark on the state highway. That can be dangerous because there's a bunch of traffic that goes up and down that road even during the rarest of times. I'd be pleased if you get a few more hints in of what happens on this dusty road. I'm looking for odd events. We have not had a phoenix drop by yet, but I did have an episode earlier where a phoenix caused a house fire somewhere in Indiana. You can see different decorations going on at Big Lots and Hobby Lobby right now, and what I have for Dave is a small electronic dog that makes noises.
Let's see if I can make you a quick sound effect here. Dave, we're going to play the dog. Don't be scared, okay? Come on, get a button. That's what the dogs sound like on Dusty Road. Did you hear that, Dave? That's dogs barking at coyotes here. Dave is watching the dog intently. It's just like, I know there's a dog in this house somewhere. Where is it? So you got to watch out for those dogs here. As far as coyotes, they do yip, yip, like that. It's a much higher sound. And if anyone knows a pack of coyotes near them, they are well familiar with that sound in multiples, maybe 10 or 20. As for the missing episode, I've completely forgotten what happens to Ross Jiller and his plane. I know there was something about the plane being torched or something. So we don't know what's going on. Anyway, we do have a long list of updates here, and I'm going to write some notes for the next podcast. It is time to resolve some storylines. The zombie line is pretty much stopped at this point. But we are going to replace that with yet another misery. And we're going to replace that with Noma's campaign. So be careful what you have. You never know what you're going to find next on the Dusty Road. We are having a special at the Blue Diamond Mart today and at the gas station. There has been a new collection of empty wine bottles. Perhaps someone is bottling homemade wine here in the village. I haven't seen that yet, but you can do that. We also have liquid soap and gasoline available and long-stemmed fireplace matches. I'm not sure why this is, but we have been noticing people buy these items in groups. They will often buy 30 or 40 matches and a matching number of wine bottles plus two or three bottles of liquid soap and they're getting lawnmower cans full of gasoline. I know there's been mowing going on and a lot of mower sound effects, but we haven't seen that much gasoline being used, so I'm not sure what's being planned in the village. Anyway, you can get the gasoline about standard rates. The dish soap is $2 a bottle, and the wine bottles are $1 a piece. If you need any twine or rubber bands, we can supply those too. No problem, just come on down Blue Diamond Mart anytime. And we still have Evil Eye amulets available on sale. And we're getting down to our last stocks of sage and salt. If you need that, ask the cashier. I think we have some in the back lot. Uh, if you're looking for Halloween decorations, yes, we have lights. I think they're mostly white and orange lights. We don't have black lights this year. As far as the skulls and bones go, there's been some question about whether they are plastic, animal, or human. Uh, the store manager said we will check on that. So just come to us for an update. Thank you.